0: Welcome to Bank of Singapore's Outlook in 5, the definitive guide for investors to stay ahead. Hi, this is Eli Lee, Head of Investment Strategy at Bank of Singapore, and welcome to our Outlook in 5 podcast. Headline consumer prices in the US rose by 7% on a year-on-year basis in December, hitting its highest reading since the early 1980s. This overshoot was nonetheless broadly anticipated by the market. We continue to see a base case that inflation will trend downwards later this year, as COVID-related supply bottlenecks are poised to improve as the situation abates. That said, the risk of rising wages needs to be watched carefully. With the latest US jobs report indicating that wages continues to rise 4.7% year on year, and 0.6% month-to-month, and also the wage increases broadening out beyond the hospitality and leisure sector, we believe that higher services inflation remains a risk. Furthermore, shelter inflation is also expected to remain on an uptrend based on rental information. In the latest published remarks before her Senate confirmation hearing, Fed Vice Chairwoman Lau noted that inflation is too high and that getting inflation back to a 2% level while sustaining a recovery that includes everyone is the Fed's most important task. Finally, Chairman Jerome Powell signaled clearly during his confirmation hearing that the Fed will end its asset purchases by March and that 2022 will be a year in which we take steps towards normalization, which would include both the rising of rates as well as the reduction in the Fed's balance sheet. Our chief economist has revised our estimates for the 2- and 5-year Treasury yields higher as a result of the latest developments and data. Currently, we expect the Fed to start the liftoff in interest rates in March as soon as the quantitative easing ends. We maintain our 12-month forecast for the US 10-year Treasury yield at 1.9%. Now, so far, the pivot in monetary policy stunts has led to higher volatility, in particular, in high growth companies with limited earnings, especially in the technology sector. And we see them as more vulnerable in the rising rate environment. Historically, we have seen the Nasdaq Composite Index underperform over periods of increases in US long-end rates, and most recently over late January to March, and also from August to October of 2021. And we see the risk of volatility in the scenario that Treasury yields rise disruptively again. Now regarding COVID, it is clear, increasingly clear that Omicron is becoming more dominant in the latest wave of infections around the world amid a fall in the delta and very low level of circulation of alpha, beta, and gamma variants. Although there is increasing evidence that Omicron is more effective at evading the body's immunity response and can result in infection even amongst those who have suffered from COVID before, the variant is also less severe compared to earlier ones. Most importantly, the hospitalization rates have not kept pace and have been much lower compared to the peak in late 2020 and early 2021. The data in US bears watching, however, as both infections and hospitalisation rates have risen sharply since end December. This could be due to the relatively lower vaccination rates in the US, especially when comparing boosters. I'd like to touch a little bit about markets in China, where the latest total social financing data showed a very moderate pickup in growth of 0.2 percentage points to 10.3% during the last month of 2021. The bulk of the increase came from a significant increase in government bond issuance, which rose to $1.17 trillion from $816 billion in the preceding month. This is an early sign that we could see the impact of the long-awaited increase in local government infrastructure spending to fill in the investment gap due to the real estate sector. Loans to the corporate sector, however, remain on the soft side staying relatively low compared to the same period last year and the earlier part of 2021. As we head into 2022, we believe that the post-pandemic bull market remains broadly intact. Historically, bull markets do not end at the beginning of rate hike cycles, and positive trends in global economic growth and earnings continue to be positive fundamental drivers for the market. In the equity space, Global price-to-earnings ratios are broadly trading at 1 to 2 standard deviations above their long-term historical averages. However, when we put this into the context of negative real interest rates and a positive earnings outlook, we do not see equity valuations as being demanding. We strongly caution that it is not unusual to see short-term corrections within bull markets. As the Fed pivots its focus towards addressing inflationary concerns, We believe it is key for investors to brace for the risk of near-term volatility as the market grapples with uncertainties related to rising yields, quantitative tightening, and fiscal drag. In particular, we are cognizant that growth sectors, especially early-stage technology and new economy companies, will be susceptible to heightened volatility as yields rise. Due to the exposure they provide to long-term growth opportunities, we continue to hold core exposure in these areas, but highlight that it is an opportune time to reassess position sizing and stress test portfolios against high volatility scenarios. Importantly, unlike in the early stages of the bull market, when the rising tide of liquidity lifted all boats, as we enter into a more mature stage of the market cycle, we should expect greater dispersion in the equity space and investment selection will become more key. With higher interest rates and quantitative tightening in store for 2022 as reopening trends continue we see a compelling case for real economy sectors in the cyclicals and value space as investors look for earnings and cash flow fundamentals and also resilience against inflationary pressures with this in mind we see room for our performance in value and cyclical sectors such as financials industrials real estate and energy as the economy continues to reopen and as interest rates rise gradually. Last but not least, we would also like to use this opportunity to remind clients to tap into our vast research offerings, which has recently been greatly enhanced by our collaboration with Haitong International. Under a new BOS Haitong Report branding, for which reports will be available in both English and Mandarin, Bank of Singapore's research capabilities for greater China stocks will expand significantly with the addition of Haitong International's wide and in-depth H shares, ADRs, and A-shares coverage. Clients will benefit from world-class Chinese equities research from Haitong, who has a deep analyst roster, as well as both Mandarin and English reports. This alliance with Haitong International also further strengthens Bank of Singapore's growing franchise in Asia. Over the past several years, the firm has greatly expanded its business in the region along with its parent OCBC Bank. Once again, thank you for joining me today and I look forward to speaking with all of you again next time. This podcast was brought to you by Bank of Singapore.